Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lifestyles Medicine Podcast. For the past two episodes, we've taken you to our Lunch with the Doctor program, where we have discovered various lifestyle habits that can help prevent and reverse heart disease. These included exercise, whole foods, plant-based nutrition, and abstinence from alcohol. To conclude this series, we shift to an area of our bodies that most people would never imagine could actually be linked with heart disease. Which part of the body are we talking about? Your mouth. Did you know that oral health is linked with heart health? Well, science is demonstrating that this is indeed the case. And in this episode, you will hear the talk given by Dr. Shani Chang at lunch with the doctor covering this very intriguing mouth-heart connection. Dr. Chang is the owner of the Junction Family Dental Clinic in Toronto, Canada, where she emphasizes holistic dentistry. Our bodies are interconnected in amazing ways, and we hope that Dr. Chang's talk will help you see that when it comes to lifestyle medicine, every aspect of our health, including oral health, is crucial. We hope you will be blessed. Hello, everyone. My, my name is Shani Chang, and I'm the dentist, and I'll be talking to you about oral health and how it relates to the heart, specifically today. Daniel Cho kind of introduced me already, so I'll just skim through this. Um, I've been practicing dentistry for about seven years now. I went to um, uh, Crawford Adventist Academy as a younger person. Um, I then furthered my studies at Loma Linda University. I find myself here now. And uh, I have a holistic dental office in the High Park area right now, and um, I am enjoying my profession. And these are just some of the things that I've um, kind of delved into during my seven years of dentistry. Okay, so enough about me. I'd like to know a little bit about more about you guys. So I've prepared three statements, and I would like for you to tell me which statement you find is the most correct from the three. So the first statement is, bleeding gums are normal and just a part of everyday life. Statement two, bleeding gums only happen when you floss too vigorously. No? Yeah, okay, I have a few yeses. Okay. Um, and the third one is, bleeding gums are never normal and should never happen. So how many people here say two? Okay. How many people here say three? Okay. Three. Three. It's true. Okay. So it seems like a mix. A mix of maybe sometimes bleeding is okay, and maybe sometimes it shouldn't, not bleeding is, is okay. It's interesting because... Um, when I ask my patients that, a lot of my patients say, you know, it, yeah, it bleeds once in a while. It's not a big deal. Maybe I brush too hard. Maybe I floss too hard. But I'd like to ask you this. If you had a cut on your arm or your skin or your hand and it was bleeding just, just from kind of touching it and it just bleeds every so often once in a while, would you be concerned? If it kind of pussed over and it kind of oozed, would you be worried? Yeah, you'd want to get that checked out. You'd go see your dermatologist, see your family doctor. Oh, hip's great. You're going to go and, and get some medication, put some something on it. 
But for some reason, when it comes to bleeding gums, people get less concerned. Well, folks, let me tell you the truth. When we look at the skin and the gums, the oral mucosa, at a cellular level, um, the cells that make up the skin and make up the gums are exactly the same. Now, they are different. There are some differences, of course. When we look at it, it looks a little bit different. Um, so the type, the amount of cells, each cell is slightly different, but this general makeup is the same. And it makes sense because the skin is a barrier and so is our gums. They both have similar functions. So why do you think then gums bleed way more often than skin? It's not often that you'll find, you know, a patch on your, on your skin that constantly bleeds. But it's quite common that, you know, your gums will bleed once in a while. So why do you think that is? I hear gum disease. Not flossing? Not flossing properly? Yeah, more plaque? Okay. So when we look at skin and when we look at um, the gums, they're both, they're similar but they're different. So when, with our skin, like with my hand, I could wash it with soap, I can moisturize it with lotion, I can always see it and keep an eye on it, make sure it looks good. With the gums, it's a little bit different. We can't really see inside our mouths, unfortunately. Um, it's very wet in there, and it's very warm. So this moisture level and this level of heat is a combination that's great for bacteria. Bacteria love it, and they grow and they flourish in it. So now not all bacteria is bad, of course. We have good bacteria and bad bacteria. But if our mouths become housed with bad bacteria and um, with bad bacteria, that leads to infection. And with infection comes inflammation. And with inflammation comes the bleeding. And that's why we find um, more oftentimes bleeding in the mouth than our skin. So I just want to show you a quick clip here of um, what these bacteria look like. It just kind of gives you a visual graphic of what these bacteria look like. And in my clinic, I actually take samples of patients' plaque in their mouth, and I put it under the microscope, and I let them see it. And when people see it, they're so shocked. They're like, oh my goodness, how did that happen? How long has that been there? How did it get in my mouth? Why is it in there? And it leads to a whole series of questions and concerns. Um, and I want to explain that periodontal disease is not something that happens overnight. It's not like whiplash from one, one incident. It's a process that occurs over a long period of time. And it's a process that occurs, um, there's many different factors, but bacteria is definitely one of the contributing factors for gum disease. So here you have kind of an amoeba, which is more of a protozoan. Um, but here you have some of those bad bacteria that are kind of twitching around. And these here are called spirochetes, and they display group intelligence. They kind of work together in order to really be effective and cause disease in your mouth. So this side here is a healthy individual, and between the tooth and the gums is a little space called a periodontal pocket. 
So usually a periodontal pocket in a healthy individual will measure zero to three millimeters, and that's fantastic. Your toothbrush can reach that, it can keep it clean, it's, it has a lot of oxygen, it's fantastic. In a diseased individual with periodontal disease, this pocket, because of the inflammation, grows to um, more than three millimeters. I've seen six, 10, 12 millimeters. And when this happens, this area deep in the pocket um, doesn't have any oxygen. And uh, your toothbrush can only reach about up to here. So now you have no oxygen, an area that you can't keep clean, um, causing issues and growing and thriving. So what happens in the mouth is these bacteria trigger a whole series of events, cellular events that I'm not going to get into. But what the end result is is that your tooth become wiggly and you lose them. So in North America, periodontal disease is the number one contributor of tooth loss in adults. But let's think beyond the mouth. I mean, that's concerning enough, losing teeth. But when we look at the rest of the body, what it does is it causes inflammation everywhere. And it contributes to many different diseases in many different organs. So here there's a picture where you, we see disease in the heart, we see disease in the liver, gut, fetus. Um, this picture is also missing brain, um, joints, bones, lungs, all these things. And more and more research are showing more and more correlations between the mouth and different parts of the body. Now, tooth in the gut makes sense, right? You eat something, you swallow the bacteria, makes its way into the stomach, goes into your gut. Obvious, and causes issues. But how do you think bacteria from your mouth can go to a fetus, a heart, a liver? Exactly. So the mouth is a very, very vascular area, which means there's lots of blood flow. In fact, um, nitroglycerin, which is a common medication for the heart, we put underneath the tongue, and it, it's the fastest way for the medication to get there. The oral systemic connection is so real that the American Heart Association requires us dentists to give certain patients um, antibiotics one hour before their dental procedure, even before simple cleaning or a little filling, because we know that the bacteria from the mouth can get to everywhere. This is a medical fact. This is not a theory. This is not a proposal. This is, this is known. So what happens is this connection is so real. And when we, today I'm focusing on the heart, but it, we know that bad bacteria in the mouth is linked it, to atherosclerosis, stroke, heart attacks. It's, um, a, it causes and it continues the progression of these diseases. So I hope I was able to give you some insight in the importance of taking care of your mouth when it comes to your heart. Um, of course, you know, dieting, exercise, and all the great things that Dr. Ch uh, Cho mentioned is great, but I really encourage you to see your dentist, uh, especially if you're concerned that you do have gum disease. Thank you. That concludes our three-part series on heart disease recorded at our recent Lunch with the Doctor program. We sincerely want to thank Dr. Shani Chang for sharing her knowledge with the guests and Junction Family Dental Care for partnering with us. 
to learn more about Junction Family Dental Care, please go to www.thejunction.dentist. We also wanted to express our gratitude to the Downsview Seventh-day Adventist Church for hosting the event and for their wonderful hospitality. And finally, we want to thank you, our listener, for tuning in today. We hope that the information that we've shared with you will have a positive impact on your life and that of your family. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. To learn more about our clinic, please go to www.pathwaystoholeness.ca. Again, we thank you for listening in, and until next time, remember, your lifestyle is medicine.